podcast Czech German Perspectives is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professionals Program. To find out more and listen to other episodes, go to cgypp.eu. Welcome to the podcast and hi to Bogdana Corello, who is a volunteer and also the country representative for the Czech Republic of the Ukrainian Global University, also UGU, which was recently founded and it's an initiative with the aim to provide educational opportunities for Ukrainian students and researchers. And so I wanted to talk to Bogdana because The topic of this year's Czech-German Young Professionals program is how to build resilient societies. And when thinking of resilience, I think that Ukraine instantly comes to mind. And so the first question that I wanted to ask Bogdana is, Bogdana, where were you on February the 24th in the morning? And how did you first hear the news about the Russian invasion? Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for, for hosting me here, and I'm happy to participate in this podcast. So as an answer to the first question, so on the February 24th, uh, I was in Prague, where I do my PhD studies. And how I hear about the news about the Russian invasion. So uh, I discovered it uh, in the morning from my brother, who called me at six in the morning uh, and told me that like some cities like Kiev, Kharkiv and Ivano-Frankivsk were attacked from there. I can imagine that this must have been very, very shocking and, and emotional news for you. So, I mean, I don't have a, a very personal connection to Ukraine, but I also still remember very well how I got up on February the 24th in the morning. And the first thing I usually do is check the news. And so I had a look at, at the news and uh, the first thing I read was was about the Russian invasion to Ukraine. And I was in complete shock and uh, yeah. I, I can only imagine how, how horrible it must be for someone who, who is actually from Ukraine and has friends and family there. But the much I was in shock, the, the much I also, I think, gained hope in the days after. Because one thing that really impressed me and also many of my friends um, in the aftermath of the invasion is how resilient the Ukrainian people responded um, to the Russian aggression. And one example of this, I think, is How, how there was this collective effort to, you know, change the street signs, for example, or put paint on them to confuse the Russian soldiers, or also how ordinary people were, were uh, signing up, for example, to make Molotov cocktails um, and things like that. And in preparation for this podcast, I actually looked up the definition of resilience in the Oxford Dictionary. And I think uh, I'm just going to read it because it fits very well, I think, to this effort. So. The, the main definition is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And then it goes on and says, alternatively, it may be the ability to bounce back after failure, to become stronger as a result of facing barriers, or using a positive attitude to address setbacks. And I think this, this really fits very well um, to how Ukraine responded to this invasion. 
And so, Bogdana, what I wanted to ask you is, where do you think this resilience comes from? So is it something, for example, that Ukrainians have learned since 2014 already, or has it always been there in, in Ukraine society? Yeah, so I think that resilience of Ukrainians may only partially explained by the experience from the annexation of Crimea and the war in Donbass region in 2014. Um, so those people who have lost their homes for the second time or those people who like moved from Donbass to other more safe cities in Ukraine, they probably have the highest level of resilience so they have that experience. But I think it's only the part of that. Um, yeah, I think that resilience may have much longer historical roots. So because in many Ukrainian families, there are memories um, about the victims of Holodomor of uh, 1932 and 1933, uh, which is uh, uh, a man-made famine. So I think that knowledge and memories have people with that and how they survive also can partially explain uh, that resilience. Overall, I think in Ukrainian society, there is a consensus that the cost of, of not being resilient can be another genocide. So probably the main incentives of uh, Ukrainian resilience is securing the own future and future of next generation in, in independent and pre-Ukraine. I think something that fits very well here now is Ukrainian Global University, which, which you're representing here today, and which I think is another example of Ukrainian resilience. And so I was wondering whether you could just explain to our listeners how uh, Ukrainian Global University was founded and what is the idea behind it. So Ukrainian Global University is a network of top Ukrainian universities, Ukrainian scientists and alumni of the university all across the globe. Uh, the initiative of uh, Ukrainian Global University was uh, launched uh, in partnership with the um, Office of President of Ukraine, Ministry of Education and Science, uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, and Embassy of Ukraine in the US. So the initiative includes... Uh, Leading Ukrainian organizations, it's not the only university, it's a network of educational organizations and universities. So it includes uh, Kyiv School of Economics, Ukrainian Catholic University, Ukrainian Global Scholars, Ukrainian Emerging Leaders Program at Stanford University and some other universities. Speaking about the aim or the mission of, of this initiative, so this initiative aims to overcome the de devastating consequences of war and bring the, bold, the best world practice to build a new Ukraine or rebuild Ukraine. So UGU, Ukrainian Global Universities, serves as a platform to connect the universities um, around the world and Ukrainian students and academics. Hence, we have two main directions of work. The first one is uh, program matching and admission preparation. So the volunteers of uh, UGU help uh, students um, with the admission process, so uh, provide the information, um, 
also doing verification of their credential, skills and motivation. The second direction of the work is related to the building of network of partnering educational institution in which I am participating. So mainly the task is to establish a network of partner university interested in the corporation study and research opportunity with our students. Very interesting initiative, I think. And what I think is also very interesting is that one of the core concepts of uh, Ukrainian Global University is to prevent brain drain from Ukraine. So the aim is not to um, to have all these Ukrainian students and researchers leave Ukraine and never come back, but the idea is really to provide them good educational opportunities so that they can then come back to Ukraine and help rebuild it after the war. I thought maybe you could explain a little bit how you want to achieve this and also why you think that it is important. Yeah, so... To achieve that, to, to, to avoid the brain drain from Ukraine, the initiative uh, requires that all students to return to Ukraine after finishing their education uh, or research to help the rebuild the country in the post-war period. And why it's important, uh, I think, um, well, it's like from the economics of migration that we want to avoid the consequences, uh, negative consequences uh, of brain drain. We want that Ukrainian students and researchers uh, come back to Ukraine and bring that knowledge to Ukraine to make the country better. And I think that's that's also a very good example again for resilience because I think only if societies are strong, if there's no brain drain, then they can be resilient. What I was thinking also when I was reading about Ukrainian Global University is whether it could maybe serve as a role model also for other countries. Um, so I was wondering what you think about this. So do, do you think that's possible or is the Ukrainian case maybe too specific for this? So I think it can be used in, in other contexts, in other setups. So I think UU can be a role model for other countries. For example, for those countries with frozen conflicts uh, in the region, uh, also the issue of brain drain, like Georgia or Armenia. So those countries have also um, large diaspora outside of the country and have the issue of brain drain. So I think it's it's possible that uh, that initiative can be also useful in other contexts. Yeah, that's a very good point, I think. And I still think it's also impressive how quickly the Ukrainian Global University initiative was launched after the invasion. So I think it really shows how efficient and quick Ukrainians are. And this also brings me to my last question. So what I was wondering is what other countries, and in particular, of course, Germany and Czech Republic can learn from Ukraine to become more resilient as societies. I was wondering whether you have any thoughts on that. So I think that the great support of both Czech and German societies already proven the ability to unite and quickly respond to the difficult situation, like because uh, the way how people react um, in Czech Republic and Germany to the, the incoming wave of the refugees. It shows the way how people can, can react to some difficult situation. 
Well, I think that politicians and governments maybe should catch up with the society's ability of resilience. But I think the way the how societies can learn to be even more resilient is that despite the difficulties for or feeling insecure, if every member of society continues to do their jobs and on top of that people find strengths to help others, then it's a way how to improve that or how to develop resilience. So if the doctors continue to treat people and teachers continue to teach students even from the front line, then it's, a, I think, great examples which helps to continue to live and to help also other people. Thanks, Bogdana. I think that was a very precise summary of what resilience means. So thanks a lot for that. And as I said, I think it's really impressive how Ukrainians cope with the war. And, and I really hope that the Germans or Czechs could do the same if we were in a similar situation. And I wish you really all the best for that. And I also hope that we can support you more and better in the future. So let's hope that our governments will stand up to their promises here as well. And thanks a lot for taking your time. Thanks for being with us. And thanks for telling us about Ukrainian Global University. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was very nice to talk to you. And yeah, I hope that we will not need that skills of resilience soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. And as the Russian offensive in eastern Ukraine continues with ever more brutality and aggression, Ukrainian Global University is successfully building its network of educational institutions. Among its partners are also Charles University in Prague, Masaryk University in Brno, and the universities of Mannheim and Bonn. And if you would like to start a cooperation with UGU, you can find a link to its website in the show notes. As Bogdana said, one can only hope that Ukraine soon won't need its resilience anymore. Or maybe that, instead of having to use all their energy to fight, Ukrainians will soon be able to focus their resilience on fully rebuilding their country. In the light of all the challenges, that the war by Russia may still bring to the European Union, let's also hope that Czechs, Germans and all other Europeans will take Ukrainian resilience as an example. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you here again for more Czech-German stories. <laughs>